Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The checkered flag ends the race, but it's only the start of the conversation. Michelin post-race tech on imsaradio.com. Have your say. Ask the experts. Make your point. Michelin post-race tech. The end of the race is only the beginning. Well, let's get down to the guys in the pit lane for Michelin Post Race Tech. LMP2 champions, Joe Bradley. This man, Ben Keating, can just not stop winning. Ben, here we are again, another championship. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's been a total fairy tale season. You know, the, uh, to win the WEC championship and then to also win the IMSA championship in the same year. Uh, it's just unbelievable. You, I, I, I couldn't have expected to plan it this way. Super tight in the end. You know, uh, we were also competing for the automatic entry to Lamar and the NAEC. And, uh, you know, uh, George Kurtz uh, won both of those awards tonight by winning the race. Uh, I'm really happy for him as well. We've been teammates before and won races together. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, everybody's spreading the love around we get the championship and uh we get to celebrate you know i i love running with these guys uh, pr1 matheson racing we won the championship in 21 and 23 so it's been incredible the only two full seasons we've run we've won the championship in both of them incredible and your teammates alex quinn who was he's just taking a call there paul luchata paul paul um congratulations champions yeah thank you so much Thank you to Pierre One, you know, to Ben because they trust in me. It's my first year in IMSA, and I we won to deserve the championship. So it just it just really good. We we stay strong all the year. Sometimes we had some up and down, but we stay strong. We did zero mistake of the year, and at the end, it's the key. You know, if we win today, it's because we did zero mistake. I mean, it's a it's a different series. This the way that they use safety cars, etc. But you seem to have gotten the grasp of that. Or do you rely on the pit wall to keep, to guide you? Yeah, yeah. The guy in the pit wall are so good. But yeah, you know, it's I'm used to Europe, but it's really different here. And I say it's more or less like another sport. But um, but I'm really happy to to win the championship tonight because I won the ELMS. Now I, I won IMSA. So. So I will try to, to win weight in the future. Cracking. Cracking. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations, Ben. With Garrett Grist from the 30, the car that won the P3. Garrett, great performance by the team there. Yeah, incredible team. I mean, the team's done a great job for the last three years. And, uh, yeah, finally uh, finally we got one. We had a lot, a lot of podiums and a lot of seconds. And uh, it's great to get one in uh, their last race in P3. What do you think made the difference today? Honestly, just pit stops, car, everything. It, the team was just perfect on pit road. The car was incredible. Um, yeah, it just shows all the hard work everyone's put into it. You know, even though it was the last race, no one gave up or took it easy. We came with, you know, the best car we could. 
And of course, you know, you were one of the cars that was not only overtaking people, but being overtaken. So you were in the middle of that traffic jam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the worst part is on restarts when there's P, you're mixed in with the P3s and P2s. You have P2s coming up on you, but then you're trying to you know pass a P3 ahead of you. So it, it's yeah, it's a difficult spot to be in. All right, congratulations. Thank you so much. Michelin Post Race Tech, hashtag Michelin PRT. Jeremy Shaw alongside me, Nick and Joe with Shea, writing her answers down on a piece of paper. Uh, Pipo Tarani, let's have a word with him. Uh, in the centre of some controversy again, Joe Bradley, but the result uh, is the way that the Action Express 31 Wheeling team wanted it to go. It was a, it's a talking point, that move uh, with the Acura and what happened at Turn 1. Can you give us your, your insight on that? Well, I, I think he was just a little too optimistic to go on the outside and, uh, and he tried to turn in and, and cut across, but obviously we were side by side and as we, as we hit, he went off course. Uh, I didn't even realize he was off until they told me on the radio. So, yeah, too optimistic with uh, almost two hours to go to try and go on the outside of Turn 1. Last year that happened. With, uh, with the two Ganassi cars fighting themselves, and we all know what happened. So, um, well, he made his choice, and unfortunately for him, he ended up in the wall. Tough sport, isn't it? I mean, you know, uh, tell us. At the end of the day, you know, we, we're here to go racing. It's not a tea party, is it, Alex? No, I mean, rightfully, everybody fights. It's a, you know, it's a race first to get to the finish, you know. It's not a time trial or anything. Um, and so, no, I thought people did a fantastic job, um, really raced hard. I don't think there was anything out there that was unfair. But, um, yeah, he's a hard racer and he, uh, he made it stick when he needed to and, and got the championship. So, um, yeah, it's been a crazy long year. All, so many ups and downs. But, I mean, to be honest, as always in IMSA, the last race epitomizes this roller coaster of a year because you have a roller coaster of a race, whatever happens. So, um, yeah, we were out of it at some point and then we got ourselves back in and... You know, hard racing, yeah, mega race. Any idea what 2024 has in store for Alice Sims? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I'm still going to be a dad, so still got to look <laughs> after three kids, so that'll be most of the job. But um, racing-wise, I'll be here again racing with Corvette in GTD Pro. That's the real world, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Just inside in front of the podium, we have uh, the man who took the car over the line, who, who started the car and got the lead. It's Colin Brown. Colin, at the start of the race, you were cradling your newborn, and very soon you'd be cradling a trophy. Yeah, not a bad day, I suppose. Uh, no, man, super proud of all of these guys. What a, uh, what a day. Had its ups and downs for sure. But, uh, man, that restart at the end was a blast. Racing Ranger, I've raced him for forever and ever. Back to the LMPC days in... Uh, in ALMS, and yeah, it felt like old times just here in the GTP class. Um, you know, big hats off to Acura HPD. They've done a fantastic job, and man, that was a nail-biter at the end. I hope everyone enjoyed. So, yeah, it was a really close competition between all the GTPs. I mean, how, did you think it was, was it respectful between you all? Yeah, I thought it was really respectful. I mean, we raced hard, but, um, you know, for me, I never really touched anybody, um, you know, but we're all racing absolutely on the limit, you know, pushing these tires right to the limit and big slides on, um, man, on cold tires. It's crazy at night. So uh, it was a blast. It was a super fun race. So you finally got yourself your dream GTP ride. It's only lasted a year, but you signed off with a win. That must mean your phone's ringing off the hook for next year. I hope so. I'm going to have to check it when I get done. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that was a good job interview. I mean, but seriously, do you, do, you, do you know what you're doing next year yet? Yeah, I think I've got a pretty good idea what I'm doing, um, you know, but, man, let's see what happens. It's going uh, to be a fun next little bit for sure. Looking forward to it. Brilliant stuff. Well done, Colin. Thank you. Thank you. 
absolutely brilliant from Colin Brown, and Nick is is right to talk about the uh, the fact that he got his dream try for just a year. Uh, we'll take some of your questions now. A um, couple of people's Brian uh, Dawkins and Lobo uh, and Jimmy McEwen. Um, asking who led the most laps. It wasn't the safety car. I'm pretty certain somebody did more than 78. Jeremy is just yeah, working it out now. 0-1 Cadillac, I think. Yes, I think so too uh, for that. Betty Carrillo, um, driving standards, do you think they need to be in, uh, improved for next year based on this race? Uh, it was an untidy race, as you've said several times. It's a big field, Jeremy, and the good news for next year is that we have a full field uh, for the standard races and for the long races. But as we've seen today, um, that can be, um, sometimes it can cause a few problems. Was that just about the, uh, the traffic density that we saw today? It certainly, it certainly, I think, played its part. Uh, it did play its part, no question about it. There's also some you know, uncompromising driving going on out there, and you know, that's that's the modern way of driving, and that you know, that's uh, that's the way it is. Uh, no quarter uh, is given. Don't know, it's, it's asked for, but not given these days, and that's the difference, I think. Uh, but you know, it's just it was a combination of factors. I mean, it's so competitive now, and there's so much at stake. That's the thing, uh, and that's what uh, is it, that's what it's all about. You know, it, it is all about major commitment and. Um, the, you know, the um, it's some, sometimes boundaries are overstepped uh, and contact is made. Let's go to Joe and speak to a GTD winner, Laura Spinelli. Well, I've got Laura Spinelli and I've got Misha, uh, Misha Goldberg. Uh, Misha, congratulations, GTD. Thank you. Very uh, much. Winners of PT is what I meant to say there. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a big deal uh, winning here after many, many tries. I don't think I'm, I missed this race once since 2014. So to finally be able to win it uh, is a huge deal. And uh, I think for us, for the team, it's been a long time coming. We had a very strong first season, but we always seem to came up short. So to finish off the year with one of the bigger endurance races uh, win is a huge deal for everybody and a big boost to to go strong into the off-season, go testing, and be, be back full force in Daytona. It's such a beautiful track as well, Loris. To win here is quite an achievement. When did you start believing you guys could actually take the win? Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to be here. It's unbelievable because for me it's my first time. But to win uh, this race, it's something uh, special, uh, honestly. We started the race really well. Uh, we were already fighting for the top five position. After a couple hours, we... We got a couple of uh, penalty drive through, but I mean, uh, the guy gave me an amazing effort uh, uh, for all the last three hours, and I tried to do my maximum. So at the end, uh, we did it. I'm super happy. Thanks to Lamborghini, to Forte team, to everybody involved on this program because they did today amazing job. And uh, yeah, looking forward to 2024 to, to start stronger. And we started all over again, don't we? Right, your teammate who I've left out, Patrick Liddy. He's just having some selfies with Matt Bell. That one will keep the kids off the mantelpiece, won't it? Off the fire? Uh, no idea what you're talking about. All right, okay. Well, just an incredible day. I, I think I'm repeating myself on these, but uh, so cool to be at Petit. The race was just unbelievable. I mean, the amount of traffic, management, strategies. I don't even know how many restarts we had in that race, but it was so many. And... Uh, 
we struggled with the car at the test and the whole week here and kind of threw a gamble at it and hoped it would work and and it really did the car was fantastic uh from the start and uh had a little adversity with three drive-throughs i after the third one i was pretty sure we were we were going home at the handed but man uh, amazing strategy calls from forte uh, can't thank them enough for keeping their cool and keeping us up at the front. Isn't it uh, quite epitomizes the race? Three drive-throughs and here you are on the top step of the podium. It was that kind of chaos, wasn't it? It seriously was. I mean, you look at the last lap restart. We had three minutes to go. Cars on fire. People are climbing over the wall. Uh, I, I, I told someone earlier I'm going to have a stomach ulcer after this race. I'm going to have to go home and have a spa day or something. But second uh, weather tech race ever i felt like at watkins we were kind of robbed out of a win with the tire pressure sensors and uh just feels incredible to be on the top step here so really grateful to everyone well patrick liddy is congratulating the script writers because he likes this one thanks patrick well done congratulations yeah that was a story and a half uh, this from the motul man says do you think the benefits of sports car racing the development of production vehicles that technology transfer you were talking about early on is uh, is as real as people talk about for the gtds you know they are based on on production cars jeremy we heard the guys from BM, uh, we had Andreas Roos in here from BMW uh, and Neil Verhagen Verhagen uh, talking about the engine in the safety car yeah. being the same, all right, not the same engine, but the same concept, a twin turbo V8 with the turbos in the hot V uh, and the hybrids. Uh, for many years, motorsport has been the ultimate laboratory and testing ground. It's, it's an awful place for mechanical and electronic things in the racing car. They get shaken, they get heated up, they get cooled down, they get banged about. And that is why it's such a great place to test technology. It is, uh, and it has always been a proving ground for uh, for road cars and, and always will be. Let's have some. By the way, fight. The, you asked about the, the oh, most yes, laps led. Yeah. Uh, 219 by n- number 01 Cadillac. Uh, and by the way, it was 13 sure. full course yellows for 81 laps. Yeah. Uh, three hours and 36 minutes uh, on that. Uh, as I said during the race, I, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think there was any one of those that was even marginal as a call from race control. There were bits of cars on the track. There was cars on track. There was a car on fire. There's somebody in the wall. I don't think anybody can complain that they were called. There will always be people that say it takes too long, Jeremy, to get through them. I think three of those, at least, were short yellows. Uh, And we do get back quicker when you don't open the pits. But when you've got five classes out there... The only way you can do it is the way that's done. Otherwise, somebody's race gets utterly ruined early on. Yeah, I, I much prefer this this way. I mean, it gives you a chance to get a bit of a breather as well. Uh, <laughs> and particularly a long race. Yeah, I mean, that, that there was certainly way too much caution in this race. But uh, that's not, not a fault of the series and not a fault of anybody. It's just a, a, a factor of what happened out on the racetrack. It was, it was so competitive. There were lots of incidents. And you have to have full course cautions mm. in those uh, scenarios. And, yeah, if you want to go back to the old days where you don't you – don't, try to make the race better, then fine, go for it. But uh, no, I give me this any day of the week. 397 laps completed. We didn't quite make the 400. The longest green flag uh, was an hour and 12 minutes 
uh, about uh, two-thirds of the way through the race. Let's have some thoughts from our two pit lane reporters. Shea uh, will blog about it as she lost her voice partway through. Nick Damon, this has been one of your favourite races yep. for a very long time. An untidy race is what I've been seeing all the way through. However, you've seen a different side of it down in the pits to us oh. up here in the Global Broadcast Centre. Is Was it still... What of your favourite events? Uh, the event was fantastic, and, and seeing the the, the ten uh, GTPs swooping round through the uh, turn twelve in front of us in the media centre was, was absolutely magnificent. Watching them from the end of the pit lane going up through turn one was great. Apart from one time, of course, we didn't both make it. But you can't get away from the fact that this, uh, it's been a disappointing race. It's been too bitty. We finished under yellow. I mean, as you say, rightfully finished under yellow. It's been too much. Um, at the time of the cars not being actually running under green, which has meant there's been very little strategy because people are kind of just waiting for the next yellow, fueled up, waiting for the next yellow, fueled up. So we never really got that long run to really see what was going on. We have a great winner, you know, and nothing take away people get the trophies, but this has not been a classic race. Joe Bradley, you were here as I was at the first one. It uh, was distinctively different there with under 30 cars. Um, we had yellows then as well, but we were... A lot younger, um, a lot thinner, uh, so in some ways a lot more naive, a lot more wide-eyed. But to me, there's still something about this event, as Nick says, that it, it invigorates me. We'd been working in British Touring Car Championship, and, and I was ready to walk away from motorsport and motorsport broadcasting because I was getting a bit tired of it. The first Petit Le Mans reinvigorated me, and every year I come back here, it's mixed emotions because it's always the end of the season. But it's still doing that for me. Is it doing that for you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember back in 98, I got hop over the pit wall a lot easier than I've been doing today, I can assure you. Uh, I don't just hop over it. I kind of slump over it um, backwards and forwards. Um, Road Atlanta has always been very, very close to my heart because, like you, my friend, uh, it was the first American race that we got involved with. Mm. And then we came back. Um, you're still coming back. Uh, and I came back and did Petite all the way through to 2006. Um, it's one of those tracks that really is a massive challenge. And we heard... Uh, I had a chat off, off air with Ben Keating about his Mazda MX-5 mm. race. And he said that he had a torrid time. Uh, in the MX-5, that is, a completely different animal, a completely different environment. This track is completely different in that type of yeah, car. it is. In that type of race, and it is. But the challenge of this GTP era, these are very, very fast aero cars. They're, they are, they're, they are absolutely, I mean, visually, aesthetically, is there anything better to watch than those cars in the top class? around Road Atlanta. Uh, if there is, then please write in and tell me. Um, <laughs> uh, because I haven't seen anything. I mean, you know, the, the sight of those cars, not just the GTP cars, the whole the whole class structure. On the restarts, of which we've had a few, yeah, yes, like Nick said, maybe too many, arguably, but that's the nature of the sport. But the sight of those cars coming through for a, for a, for a, um, for a restart down that hill into 12, and the noise, it's just phenomenal. I mean, uh, didn't I coin the phrase, I love these nine-and-a-half-hour qualifying <laughs> races <laughs> for a 30-minute sprint? No, you, there's no argument that there is no finer sight in motorsport than the cars coming round, to, you know, the 52 cars coming round turn 12. Yeah. It's, better yeah. than, it's better than Le Mans because it's such a more compact environment. Where you That's true. That's very true. Oh, we just lost Nick there. Oh, I was going to go back again. Oh, you get the visceral feeling of the entire event. I mean, it, it, this is why I would say, you know, 
This is to me, to our listening public, if, you're, if you are a European listener, and you should be in bed, by the way, uh, if you're a European listener, if you're going to choose one race, don't choose Daytona. Choose, choose yeah. the Petit. It's yeah. a better event. It's, it's just more of everything. It's a, similar, it's a similar track to European tracks than Daytona will ever be. European tracks used to be. Yes. European tracks well, aren't yes. like this. Yeah. They've been sanitised. No, They've right. been sanitised. Yeah. Turn one would have half an acre of Sainsbury's car park on the outside of it now if this was, this was in Europe. For me, <laughs> this GTP era, whilst it's undoubtedly looking forward, and particularly with convergence, Jeremy, has, has pulled that the whole world of, of, of our part of motorsport together. There's a, there's a sort of quite pleasant oldie world feel about them because they are heavier cars, they have less downforce, smaller tyres, they move around in the corners and the drivers have to drive them. Not just the technology side of driving them, which is immense, as we heard Jensen Button talking, but the actual physicality of... Of uh, the physicality of driving these cars, Jeremy, and and balancing them. There's that beautiful thing where you can see the GTP drivers just making tiny little movements through the fast corners. And that, to me, is a throwback because it isn't stuck to the ground like a Formula car. Yeah, no, brilliant. I mean, these cars are absolutely sensational. And what a year it has been for GTP. It's been a a, a tooth and nail battle all the way through. And just look at how close it all is at the end of the day in a manufacturer's championship. Uh, the uh, Cadillac is ahead of uh, Porsche by 16 points, uh, having scored 3,096 to the 3,080 of Porsche. Just four points behind Porsche is Acura. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, the, uh, the Teams and Drivers Championship, uh, the Wheel and Engineering Cadillac, 2,733 to the two, 2,712 the number 10 car, 2711 of the number of the Acura, 2691 for both the Porsche car number six and actually the Porsche number seven. Uh, so, um, uh, and then just four points behind them is the BMW. I mean, just ridiculously close. It's, and, but, and that's a, a true tale of this season in GTP. It's been fantastic. Do you have a point from you on behalf of Cher, who can, yeah. literally cannot talk no, at the she, moment? She's uh, communicated with the medium of mime, as I've said. She wants to say that this place, Rotolanta and Mosport, reminds her very much of Bathurst. Mm. And the challenge of, of that track is, is emulated yeah. with those two tracks in the United States. Uh, Bathurst is almost like a street circuit because it's so tight in places. I don't know how we get away with racing anything there uh, sometime. Gentlemen, some Just thoughts. Just one very quick note. Yeah. Uh, the eight cars on the lead lap here, that's the most ever after the, at the end of Petit Le Mans. Uh, obviously, by, uh, by dint of, uh, of some of the, uh, yeah, the safety course, cars. But yeah, true, but... But but everybody had to get back with it. There was never big gaps between them, was there? Nick and Joe, are you still there? Oh, I think so I'm, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thoughts for 2024, Nick? We've got more manufacturers coming. Um, Lamborghini will eventually come to this, uh, and we've got Alpine as well potentially coming. We've got an increased LMP2 field, including into Europol, including two cars from United. Um, full fields everywhere. So that'll be 48 cars for full season events. And for the main events, the, the four, uh, five, sorry, five Michelin Endurance Cup, because we've got the six-hour at Indianapolis as well, there will be 57-car 
minimums uh, on that. Um, our, cuff, our cup doth overflow? Yeah, well, I think more importantly, what we saw this year was such a huge learning year as the manufacturers learnt about these new GTPs. If you think about, if you dropped one of the cars that finished today uh, back a year, back, back sorry, 10 months into Daytona, it would have won by two laps or three laps compared to what they were doing themselves. So you've, you've now got a, you know, a, a balanced grid of five or six manufacturers who know what they're doing and can compete from day one with some interlopers coming along. It's going to be absolutely crazy in the for, uh, Daytona and onwards. And of course, what you do, you do now have is you have IMSA that now has the premier LMP2 championship in the world. Good point. Um, and it's it, attracting people likewise. And then you think, well, there's not much differential at the moment with the LMP2 cars. Once you get all the top teams and all the top drivers P2 there as well, it's, it's even better. And of course, you know, the GT3, GTD, well, GT Pro will continue to be what it is. And I think, you know, I am, I'm not going to start doing the whole dentist thing, but I think losing the fifth class is a good thing right i think it will make it yeah. more yeah. focused and better and, and it will work well for, and it will well, help the p2s not having to race with the p3s um well, so yeah I think well, what i'll say about positive. that nick is uh, the lmp2 has done its job that it was there when it was needed uh, lmp3 excuse me yeah, absolutely has done its job it was there when it was needed uh, and it, it's helped some drivers come through it's helped some pro drivers keep working uh, and keep teams money in their well. pocket and teams as yeah. well jeremy yeah it's not those cars won't go away. I suspect we'll see more of them in VP fuels in that event as well. Jeremy, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure once again, gents. It was great to have you two alongside us for this race as well. I was going to leave the last word to share, but that would just be silence, so there's no point <laughs> in that. Uh, get yourselves back across here uh, if you don't mind. And that is it for Michelin Post Race Tech. For the final race of the 2023 IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship season, Curry and Tim uh, and the rest of the team in London have been absolutely brilliant over this last week and over the last year. Our technical support from NASCAR Productions, Bilal particularly, uh, has been great. Thanks to David Pettit uh, for his input as well uh, on the IMSA side of things. Man, it's been a really interesting race this year. We've still got Q8 to come and we've got Midweek Motorsport on Wednesday. We honestly don't know what's happening next year, but in fairness, I've said that a few times at this time of the year. We'll have a decent time off and maybe, just maybe, we'll be talking to you from Daytona in 2024. We can all dream, can't we? From Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, good night for the 2023 season. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.